0: Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations, and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge, and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. Thank you for joining us at Conversations with Vegan Parents. My name's Christy, I've been vegan for five years and I have a six-year-old daughter.
1: Hi, I'm Dana. Um, I have been vegan for four and a half years and I have two vegan kids. One is uh, eight and one is six.
0: Great, and today we're going to talk about Vegan Kids UK. So, Donna, what is Vegan Kids UK?
1: So, um, I guess like if we go back to where it kind of all began um, uh, years ago I was running a shop uh, uh, which started off being an ethical shop and then once I went vegan I then turned it into a vegan shop and when I was kind of I'd got to a point in my business where I'd kind of burnt out and I just wasn't enjoying running a shop anymore I was kind of looking at where my journey might go next and at the time my kids had just kind of started school um, and I was facing quite a lot of problems. I was seeing quite a lot of people on like various different networks that I was in sharing problems that vegan kids were having. And it just kind of got me thinking, oh, it'd be nice if, you know, my kids weren't the only vegans in the village as it were. And they kind of knew that there was a bigger movement because obviously as adults, we can join social networks or, um, even various different groups, uh, where we can kind of meet other vegans, but in children, for children at school, you know, in that setting, where they have this kind of a school of 30 other children and the chances of another person right now being vegan is probably quite slim, I would imagine. So uh, this idea to kind of create a vegan kids festival came about, this was back in 2019. And uh, we had quite a few various problems um, with like farmers revolting and uh, in the end it ended up getting canceled. And then obviously 2020 didn't go ahead. We can all guess why that was. So we were kind of in lockdown and I was still really passionate about the idea of connecting kids. And I kind of just started saying, oh, we'll run some Zoom sessions. Who wants to come along? And we've got quite a few people involved. This was last Christmas now. Um, and it's kind of just grown from there, really. And it's 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 now not just about the festival. It's much more about creating a space for vegan kids and their parents to come together to feel connected um, through a variety of events Um, and also you know in the future we want to provide resources for kids as well Um, I've literally got so many ideas like my brain is is buzzing from it all because you know when you kind of get that idea and you that real kind of motivation and like I just feel like
0: I'm right on that wave at the moment with it all Mm, amazing. So it all started with the festival. That's interesting. So, so it was going to be just like a standalone festival and you're saying like the farmers were re- um, revolting with it. So had you planned a, a, a location for it and everything and they were just cross because it was vegan? So,
1: um, yeah, we got we got a, an, an, an ex-farmer. Um, I mean, I hadn't really anticipated potentially that I was kind of in trying to do the festival in like a farming uh, community, which probably in retrospect was was a mistake. But even when we were looking for the festival, I knew that the vegan camp out had, had quite a number of issues mm. with their land. And I was quite keen to not get any land that was supported in any way by farmers. So I didn't want to mm. so I kind of found an ex-farmer who didn't farm anymore and was hoping to turn his land into more kind of weddings and events. So it kind of and he was kind of at that beginning part of his journey and it felt like quite a nice synergy between the two of us. And um, it's actually his son, it was the farmer's son that was kind of creating this space with the land so uh, I felt like the right kind of place mm. and we yeah we were we were like three or four months off um actually the festival running when it got cancelled and um we had permission from the council they didn't have any issues with the festival um and what happened was one of the I don't really know how it all started but they ended up having a meeting the the landowner with a couple of disgruntled villagers without me mm. <laughs> and it got a bit out of hand, apparently. And apparently some of the acquisitions were like, well, we'd be bringing Glastonbury to their village. We'd be um, running amok with their horses and riding them bareback across the, you know, it was just the the claims were literally completely ridiculous. Um, But this one woman took it upon herself to go and leaflet because we were about, it was about a mile out of the nearest town, the the field, but there Mm -hmm. were uh, like four or five households nearby. One of the householders that was nearby took offense without actually even discussing it with me I, we had we had notified everyone locally obviously and no one had had any objections up until now mm. um, But they then raised their objections with the landowner basically saying that they didn't want the event to go ahead putting a lot of pressure on him um, and then got the whole village involved uh so it got Whoa. very messy the father the the ex-farmer who lived on the land just didn't want it he wanted out the the guy was it was it was pretty it was pretty bad really because we we ended up losing about ten thousand pounds on this um because you know we'd done a lot of advanced work and that's not even taking into account any of the work i'd put in that's just like um you know cost insurances that we had going and advanced costs that we paid i mean actually the landowner did cover some of the costs which was because he felt bad but
0: but funnily enough
1: as as a bit of a saving grace um uh, the the weekend we were planning to run that that year was actually um severe adverse weather and a number of festivals were cancelled mm-hmm. and had our event gone ahead it definitely would have got cancelled um like with those conditions and and knowing what i knew about you know the site and things yeah. uh, and actually we probably ended up saving a lot of money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though because it would have been a lot more catastrophic um even though we had to cover insurance but they don't tend to cover you for weather adverse mm-hmm. weather um that it would have, it, would, yeah, it just would have been a much more bigger nightmare. And uh, so in kind of, yeah, it's kind of a saving grace that that got that did get canceled in a way.
0: That must have been such a blow to you though, all that effort and you've done into it. And then it's just like, you know, yeah, just I kind canceled. of like,
1: I, I, I kind of got to the point where like in business, when I, I've run a number of businesses and I, I do try and like speak to my kind of internal self. And I, I did kind of notice, I did kind of meditate on it a bit really and I just kept thinking it's not right it's not right Mm because we did have some options at the time we could have potentially moved venues it would have been a nightmare but it could have we could have found another venue and actually the landowner was sort of helping us with that and I just sort of sat in my bed and I kind of meditated and I just thought no I've got I've got to pull out this year Mm -hmm. and then I did I I was kind of put off 2020 We, we did start looking for 2020 actually and and again I kind of got put off which was again a lucky a lucky escape because <laughs> that would have been the second one and then 2020 i had i had a few people saying oh where's the festival happening and I, I was kind of saying no i don't i don't think it's going to happen now i just don't feel like that but then it kind of all got resurfaced again once um once lockdown started and we started doing these events and i started kind of building this community which i've been building and um and now it feels like it's the right path of venue for next year is like amazing But uh it's no farming links it's it's got permission it's nowhere near anybody to complain like nobody can shut it down uh apart from the weather potentially but um (laughs) fingers crossed on that one
0: yeah i'm excited for the festival yeah i am um this year we're going to tribal hearts which is kind of like a gentle parenting um vegan slash vegetarian they're not quite fully vegan um but it's along that kind of more of the respectful parenting who you know and ethical living and things like that but um, it's it's last year, and so it'd be nice next year to have um, something that's definitely vegan. You don't have to worry about it. Like, they have really good, like, they have an ice cream band there, really good vegan selections, but they also have the dairy ice cream. So it's like, oh, you're not quite um, pushing it. I guess, it, you know, it's hard to make that commitment to such a wide audience for them, particularly because it's like the respectful parenting. So it's, it's great that you're managing to build up this. Um, community via the online um, sessions and like it's just getting the word out there isn't it as soon as people know there's enough people who are going to want to come it's just knowing that it exists and it's there and I think also putting your faith in the first year as well isn't it it's like once it's been on a year and you can see what it's like you see the feedback and everything like that it's like um yeah kind of putting like yeah just saying yeah we're gonna go for it we're gonna try for it but yeah I'm excited to come so I think it's
1: it's always gonna be like I don't want it to be like the the woman who thought we were bringing Glastonbury I mean it was always going to be a small event and it, it is a small event next year and I, I don't have you know massive ambitions to have a massive festival I want it to be family I want it to be friendly for kids and and like you say like you know as a vegan parent I feel so bad all the time saying, "Oh no, oh well, no, can't have this, can't have that."
0: Mm.
1: Just to be able to have a, you know, a weekend, which was kind of the idea at first, where they you can just literally say, "Yes, yes, yes," <laughs> just do yeah. whatever you want. You know, there's going to all the activities are going to be kind of vegan themed, and I mean, you know, obviously not necessarily, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, like if there's going to be theater shows there, they'll have a, you know, they'll have the right messages. You don't even yeah. have to worry about about any, you know, any of that.
0: Yeah, it's great. And I think actually with children, you don't want it to be a busy festival. So you've got vegan camp out. And, you know, actually one of the things like I'd love to go to vegan camp out. I wouldn't mind going with Lana. There is a family area, but then you can't really go to the talks with, you know, they're not going to want to sit and listen while you're in the talk. So actually you just spend all your time in the um, family area and it's a second thought for the festival. It's not the main attraction. It's just like so families can come. And also, it's like I'm like, oh, the toilets, the crowdedness, the the students drinking. You know, actually, uh, this tribal hearts. It's only a thousand people there. It's absolutely like I'm I'm looking forward to the qu- like a festival, but it's like you know, it's a gathering, it's camping, but with things to do to entertain you. And I think that's like what parents want, really. I think like petite, yeah, introduction to festivals. You want to be able to go away. Um, but you, yeah, you don't want the busyness. You don't want worrying about what they're eating or the messages or the drunk people. Yeah, so. or, or drugs or, or, yeah. or
1: anything like that either. Yeah, and I think that was that was definitely another consideration for the festival as well. And I think, you know, there's lots of things that cater for, for vegan adults, like all the vegan festivals. And I have brought my kids to them in the past and they kind of get bored. And I get quite excited by going to a festival, but actually mm-hmm. you're right, like the talks, I mean my kids aren't interested in that and so to kind of have a a festival from the idea and and even you know with what Vegan Kids has become it's more of everything I try and do I try and aim it so that the children are the ones that are going to enjoy the event I mean by default the adults should too and you know I think in some ways I'm more excited about this than my kids are (laughs) yeah yeah
0: I, I think yeah something for the children is great so so you, I guess it. you've been I say lucky like with the online um, zoom sessions like lockdown has kind of like put that in your hand like we weren't looking for online sessions before lockdown everything was in person and now everything is kind of going online that you're now looking um, more wider or you find things that it doesn't matter on its location that you're able to join in because it's on zoom so it's I guess it's kind of like falling in your hands that oh okay everything's gone online I can do these online groups because there aren't a huge amount of vegan children in your local community to be able to set up something and have success and have enough participants it's challenging so um, yeah tell me about the online events like, what are you doing with
1: them? Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly it. And and one of the nice things about the online events is that we have people from Germany, and last mm. week we had someone join us from America. Um, and it's, it, you know, literally, and just meeting all these different vegan kids. And we run we run a few different types of online, so I've kind of worked out a, a kind of a, what's worked well over the, the time. Because, mm. you know, some kids don't engage very well online, or a lot of parents, yeah. they tell me, oh, their kids don't really engage. But, but my experience is they the ones that come do tend to, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time do tend to have a really good time. And we started doing this vegan meetup where literally the kids come and I either put them in breakout rooms if there's a lot, or I put them all in one breakout room together, and they just chat. Like I don't, <laughs> I just, I mean, it's the easiest one for me to run. But and it's just so great. Like I can hear, obviously, my daughter takes part as well, and I can hear in the other room like chat, 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 and they're talking about stuff and you know some other nice things that have really come out about it as well is like the kids are kind of once they've sort of been coming along for a while they sort of get to know me a bit and they they started kind of asking questions like why why is this like this or you know why um why is this happening or why don't people why is not everyone be you know just asking simple questions like that and um, we have like a young activist group which is kind of a bit more uh, for slightly older kids but that's more for kids who want to sort of make a difference and they're interested in learning more about activism and that kind of we tend to get more of those sorts of questions in that and it's, it's been really interesting we've been looking at in that session we've been looking at like um you know recent demonstrations so we looked at the mcdonald's um the animal rebellion what they did there and we talked about like did we think that was good and did we think it was bad um and you know what was good about it and what was potentially bad about it and you know if we were gonna if we talk about ways that we might you know be able to do things so some of the kids have mentioned like oh well, I could bake some cakes for my friends and take them into school and some of the mums have sort of said oh you know my kids have had so much more confidence to kind of mm. speak up at school now because they've they've been in your class and they've met the other kids and they you know they they know that they're not alone which is actually kind of a really nice thing and then we do another session as well which is kind of more arts and crafts and we do some like special workshops which is another nice thing with the online thing because we can we can get like book authors or um you know uh, to come and do like sessions for us and we've, we've done one on well-being um and I'm not quite sure you know whether the online stuff will last out because obviously we're not really sure but I I do kind of enjoy it and we we run them I've literally been running them every week now for uh, since December pretty much every Saturday um, and I, I really love it. It's really uplifting mm. every week. You know, it's not, it's, sometimes you can do things and think it was a drain on you, but it, I feel really uplifted whenever, whenever I do them. And that's definitely a good thing. But um, I don't know if the, the in person events will take over. Um, obviously, this summer we've been focusing on visiting other vegan fairs and providing kids events at their events as kind of a, a way to sort of get the word out there about what we're doing as well.
0: Yeah. Are you going to um, camp out, vegan camp out?
1: yeah we're doing yeah. a workshop there yeah awesome. so that yeah that'll be an interesting experience because I, I kind of feel like you about that festival like <laughs> yeah I'm not quite sure um I should be bringing my kids there but yeah we're gonna we'll be in the kids area and uh it, it'll be an interesting experience I think um yeah and we're gonna be running a workshop there we've got um we're doing the Maidstone Vegan Festival which is run by another vegan parent mm. uh, in the group Becky um and uh, this saturday this saturday we're doing the dorchester one and then um we've got yeah all events all summer um pretty much every weekend we've got something we're going to be going to the national animal rights march as well oh brilliant um doing something there so
0: yeah that's awesome so um what kind of age range do you get on the online events because obviously um, i think it's amazing what you're doing but like my my daughter wouldn't engage with it you, um uh, she's not really sociable anyway <laughs> so um she doesn't really interact with any other children but um yeah what like say so if parents are listening and they're thinking oh they might try it out with their child what kind of age range would you say it's um you get the most engagement from that people really get the most from it
1: um I think like I mean my daughter's eight there's I think the eight-year-olds eight eight nine ten eleven twelve is kind of the I haven't been able to really engage teens like um, obviously it, it's, it's difficult when you're you're dealing with quite a mix of age but I've always been quite open to it being because obviously both of us come from like a homemade background and I don't necessarily want to segregate on age yeah. because but I, I feel like I can interact with people but obviously it's difficult to in- engage the teens I, I would like to get them in more yeah. and then the younger kids kind of I mean so there are some six-year-olds that that find it fine um, but then like my own son, he's six. He, he won't do it. I can't yeah. get him to engage in the online stuff. Um, I think like he's a bit like your daughter. He's not overly sociable. My daughter's like completely opposite. She she'd quite like to run the sessions herself. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like eight, eight 12 is kind of um that's kind of where we're starting to settle at um yeah. in the regular group. We've got a couple of six year olds. Um, we do the fun the fun and games session. Mm. Uh, That's kind of more the younger, and then the activist, the meetup is probably more the. the Yeah,
0: yeah. they need to have the drive to want to ask the questions or communicate or want, like, it's at the moment, my daughter's very much in her own world. Um, She's not there going, Oh, I want to make a difference and try and make more people vegan. She's just like, Yeah, we're just vegan, and that's how I live. So I guess it's like as they get a bit older and they become more aware of the um, people outside. (laughs) and what they're doing and then like actually yeah let's try and make a change um or yeah wanting to chat about it as well that um you know she's still pretty happy playing with mommy and daddy and doesn't get care for anyone else um yeah okay so yeah about eight to twelve that sounds like yeah people that want to chat online and then you've got some in-persons you did a picnic didn't you recently that was quite good I think that's more suitable for I say like families and younger children because you're in person and you're kind of just hanging out together aren't you what other in-person events have you you got the um, residential have you is that right I remember
1: yeah so um the residential is coming up in September um which is again that's kind of more for older kids I mean when I first started that idea it was going to be like a camp for kids, but it's kind of turned mm. into more of a family gathering with their mm. kids now because and I can kind of understand it. Like, you know, we've just had the lockdown and a lot of kids on shore. And obviously we haven't really established the group in that the kids don't really know each other that well. Yeah. Some of us do. But um so I maybe eventually that will become a residential for kids only. But um at the minute it's turned out into a bit of a kind of a so that's a bit of a learning curve. But uh, mm. funnily enough I've I've seen a lot of people who are quite interested in doing a residential for younger kids as well. So that's something mm. that I'm probably going to plan for next year and then we've got the Christmas party uh, which is um, going to be happening up north because I've had a lot of people that are kind of our members up north that have been like oh ah, we can't come to any events because you're planning them all down south and I'm like oh I must do one I mean it's not very up north it's uh, it's kind of Stoke-on-Trent way but <laughs> so yeah. that's I could, I but it's hard to. for
0: you like you know from where you live you're a new forest aren't you that the, there's only so far you can travel if you're putting on an event as well and you put all the energy into it um you've got to travel up there you've got to spend a lot of time up there either researching the location getting also like um outside caterers or something and not knowing what's around or the local and then going to the event and then hoping people come i remember doing lots of events um myself and you or just organising anything. Can you try and accommodate loads of people and then they cancel or they can't come and things like that. And it's like, you kind of need to be able to um, not put yourself out too much so that if it is cancelled, you're not um, affecting yourself too much.
1: And that's, I think, one of the good things of not just having the festival and and having different events. It it does kind of Mm. spread the risk, I guess. Um, Because, yeah, that's the nature of the events industry, I guess. They don't always all work out as well as you like and actually finding the venue for the Christmas party was a complete nightmare for me partly because of, yeah not knowing the area as well and um actually venue hunting for vegan events is is challenging like you do mm. find a lot of prejudice um with with owners of events and sort of just going no we can't cater for that you know you sort of thing wow. uh, had, we had we did actually find an amazing venue for the Christmas party and I thought I thought my goodness this is and the guy was just so not willing to kind of engage, and I don't know if it was a vegan anti-vegan thing or not, but um, it was it was kind of weird that he he was kind of very up for it, and then changed his tune quite quickly, and
0: wow.
1: that was kind of a bit annoying. And then, but I think yeah, I found a good venue now. Hopefully,
0: yeah, strange um. how how that can be is is like I can imagine with certain uh, categories of people, maybe like but a, a democratic that is um, promoting peace and kindness to, to the world and it's like it's not like saying oh we're you know metal heads that want to throw axes at the wall or something you know that we're kids that don't want to eat certain things it's not like we're bringing in like and you know I'm going to be really prejudiced here but you know like um you know strange random foods that like yeah. I don't know like <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of um like China and the 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 weird animals that they eat there or something that maybe people are like oh I'm not comfortable with you bringing an ostrich in or a um uh I, I don't know a dog in to be eaten or something but it's like we're, we're choosing not to eat strange things <laughs> and it's like vegetables <laughs> um, and uh yeah I don't know I, I
1: find it hard when people are opposed to veganism yeah it's, it can be tough and and you sort of think you know I'm, I'm organizing a kids event it's really not it's like the, the challenges I've had feel like I'm organizing like an 18th or 21st birthday party yeah. you know what I mean that they really mean I'm like it's literally going to be a few families with a few kids and we're all generally quite nice people yeah <laughs> so I, I find it strange that I yeah but i have I have noticed a lot of trouble venue hunting. It's one of my probably one of the hardest parts of what I've been doing with vegan kids mm. is finding suitable venues and suitable and obviously not just not just places that want us but also places that you know potentially don't have any links to animal agriculture yeah. and obviously a lot of outdoor venues do have that but um but yeah actually over this summer because we've been like piggybacking onto other people's events. Kind of feeling that you know. Still, will we will run some um, sort of our events, but that because I do want to kind of get more of a regular presence out there as well, and in different areas, um, so that we, you know, so that people can meet up regularly and get to know each other and build this sort of sense of community. Because I think that's kind of mm. what the point of it is. So,
0: yeah, um,
1: rather than running my own events like every weekend, but piggybacking onto other people's might be might be the way to go
0: yeah so they kind of like know what's that yeah yeah and I think it's it's really one of the um beneficial things is becoming a a brand or a name that people recognize and know that they're like oh yeah it's a vegan kids uk event um you know we've been to one of them before we've seen them here before and um kind of feels familiar um so what what do you aim for like to gain from doing this um for the children or for yourself like why? yeah I mean <laughs> like
1: I mean I'm quite into like long-term goal planning and you know I've, I've studied a lot of these philosophies and like abundance and bringing the things you want into your life and uh I'm trying to live my ideal life and I'm finding now, like I'm a lot, I'm starting to align myself much more with the way that I want to be. And that essentially is surrounding myself with people that I like being around as opposed to people mm-hmm. I don't, which is just so happens to be vegan parents. I tend to, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've both got kids and we're both vegan. We're generally on the same wavelength. Um, so that's kind of like from my personal gain, that was, mm-hmm. that was sort yeah. of the, the main thing as well. But, you know, from a kind of dream point of view, I'm kind of thinking, like my long-term dream is to have like a retreat um with an animal sanctuary. Like that would be, that would be the dream. Um, and you so know, you could having... kind of
0: set up events at your retreat rather than having exactly. to go venue hunting, <laughs> yeah. and driving across the country. You're like, yeah, I just set up all these things in this venue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's um, that, that's basically
1: yeah. I mean that's kind of the dream and I, I mean I don't know if that's necessarily connected to the stuff that we do with vegan kids I mean I, yeah. I expect it probably is but that's kind of and I feel like this is out of all of the things that I've kind of attempted in life this is more aligned to that dream because it kind yeah. of it could it's kind of event-based it could take that trajectory um so kind of that's what I'm going to try and manifest uh, I think is this kind of retreat I, I, I mean yeah I mean I mean at the minute i'm kind of i'm sort of running vegan kids it's not really making any money it's it's kind of uh like a break even sort of status Mm. really um and i'm I'm, i thought a lot about how the structure should become um like whether it's a community interest or uh you know i don't really want to make profit from it um not that necessarily profit but you don't want thing, it to drain you do you? you don't
0: want all your energy no. to go on it and you, yeah. yeah exactly
1: yeah and I mean uh, I mean at the stage we're at now I mean obviously the festival uh, festivals festivals tourists don't really make money but um but you know that's kind of until the first festival happens I'm just going to be hemorrhaging money basically and then mm-hmm. uh, once that happens then that that first year will probably fund the second year and then it's probably two three years before I can start thinking about kind of mm. what my dreams are or what the future is really but um but I know that for me personally it's about aligning my goals with with what feels right for me and and ideally as well being able to leave my kind of full-time job uh, and and mm. kind of focus on this vegan kids thing full-time that that's
0: another dream as well I guess yeah so it's not even your full-time job you know this is like a hobby on the side then you're doing all of this it's amazing oh, and, God, yeah. and in such a short time so like I remember you doing the online things and it's like now it's just like you're doing the in person and I thought the festival came afterwards I thought wow <laughs> like <laughs> obviously thinking of that first I'm like okay online Saturday meetup. now I'm going to create this whole festival I'm like you're brave <laughs> this is amazing but-
1: well actually I've done all the work I mean all of the work is done pretty much for the festival because we've done all the event plans like we were so yeah that's kind of uh, although yeah. like I do find because I'm kind of like in a position where I think oh everything's ready for it like I'm I'm suddenly thinking well hang on it's August like because time just goes so fast with all yeah. this stuff but, but yeah a lot of it, it I know it kind of seems like it all was like oh suddenly boom <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I had kind of been planning this for a while and and I think all my past kind of um, businesses that I've run up to this point have also led me to this point like I understand marketing much better I understand um, you know how to build communities better how to all of, all of that just from kind of so it kind of looks like I've Come from nowhere, I guess, but um, it's yeah, kind it's of been it's leading. been a long term in the time But yeah, I I I I I am overworked. I would say probably at the moment, mm-hmm. and probably more than I would like to be, because I am I have a full time job, I home educate my kids, and I'm running vegan yeah. kids. <laughs> all three of those are full time <laughs> <Yeah>. jobs.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I,
1: uh, I've, yeah, that's something that I need to um to manage. But yeah, hopefully stepping away from the job, um, full time job is is. If possible maybe within the next year it's something i'm hoping
0: yeah well there's definitely a need for it i think particularly like so the age range as well the that are engaging are probably because they're the age range that are needing it the the teenagers they can cope or they you know they can they they've got their teenage friends they maybe care less about making a difference they're more caring and being um cool with their friends or something like that the younger kids are not so aware yet and they're kind of like um in their own world playing with anyone don't don't really know and it's like that age the eight to 12 year olds who are starting to notice the differences in other people starting to question why people do certain things and um aware of their impact on the world kind of thing and like wanting to do that and wanting to fit in and trying to find where they could fit in and friends they can be so i think like um, often we think of and we get excited about plans because I guess with your eight-year-old you're noticing that there was a gap there and that she's wanting to do this and I think that's why it's becoming successful is that you've aimed it and you'll find I'm there going oh it doesn't quite suit my six-year-old but like you know <laughs> she's going to be eight soon and she doesn't need it whereas these other 8 year 12-year-olds they do need it don't they yeah definitely um anything else you want to share where do people find out about the events of is it just vegan kids uk is that everywhere I just so, that in? yeah i
1: mean the website is um vegan kids.org um and the festival website is vegankidsfestival.co.uk and obviously we're on instagram which i think is vegan kids uk and facebook which i think is just vegan kids and there's also a group uh, an online group that we've got on facebook which is speaking kids community <laughs> um, so yeah uh all three of those i think that's pretty much where you can find us so yeah on the on the website there's you can also become a member to kind of support our work um, but also you get all of the online sessions for free um, you get a magazine four times a year which is obviously for the kids Um, and I'm hoping to do two different age range magazines so slightly different for Mm. the younger kids and slightly older kids Um, and you get a range of resources a members area and a lot of our in-person events heavily discounted from being a member as well um, as a kind of thank you for the support but but mostly um, as part of the membership it's kind of if you're on board and want to support our vision then um, Mm. it's £9.95 a month yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing
1: yeah you, you get a lot for your uh, for your membership yeah. <laughs> i think the the discount on the festival like is is worth the membership for a year anyway so
0: okay awesome yeah <laughs> cool um yeah when is the festival oh <laughs> it's the 22nd
1: of july it's th- that weekend um next year i think it's the 22nd to the 24th but okay um yeah end of 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 july next year it's the i think it's the first weekend of when the kids uh, like break up from from school uh i can never remember the date of it <laughs> I, i'm always having to look it out let me just double check it hold on it's the yeah oh it is is that uh is that right yep 22nd to the 24th i did get it right so i do well know <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant oh well thank you for chatting with us and uh yeah any parents out there go have a look at vegankids.org and yeah sign up i think it's awesome Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found it helpful in some way. Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts you can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself, or you can find the podcast on Instagram at Convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents, or you can email me at conversations with vegan parents at gmail.com.